0: So we're going to go to Loan Vu, I hope I pronounced that right, from Canada. Hello? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Awesome. Um, So thank you, Jesus, for giving me this opportunity to ask my question. Um, So my question has two parts. So the first part is, you know, you talked to us about meditating on the Word of God. And so I want to ask, how do you meditate on the word of God? Uh, You know, what are some practical ways that you can teach us how to meditate in the word of God? And the second part to that question is, um, when I'm reading the Bible, studying the Bible, or meditating the word of God, I, um, uh, distraction, like thoughts, unwanted thoughts would come, or sleepiness would come. And sometimes I would be drifting off and I would be falling asleep while I'm trying to study the Word of God. So how do you overcome those things? And that's those are my questions.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. So we are trying by the grace of God to be practical because we have um, talked about meditation before. And by the grace of God, we are going to have an in-depth teaching about meditation after. But I want to answer your question. Thank you for that question because many people ask the same question as you, saying, What practically? I find it difficult to meditate. Some say, Anytime I want to meditate or read my Bible, distraction, I don't understand, etc. Okay, well, first, it's important to understand what's the purpose of meditation? Why do we meditate? The purpose of meditation is simply to find out the truth from God's point of view. To meditate is to inquire from God because you want to know the spiritual meaning and understanding beyond the facts. In the book of Psalm 119, 18, David said, God, open my eyes so I can see wonderful things in your word. So the purpose of meditation, first, Meditation shift or redirect your focus from the natural point of view to the spiritual point of view. What do I mean? You know we are exposed to things that are inconsistent with the Word of God. Our mind is not free from thoughts. Different kind of thoughts come to our heart, to our mind. Even when you read the Bible, you read while reading, your mind is disturbed. That's the parable of the sower. When Jesus describe different types of ground some on the wayside some they listen to the word among thorns those thorns are those destructive thoughts that come to our heart to our mind so now what you need we need what we call a free spirit our mind must be at its best for God the book of Proverbs Chapter four, verse 20 to 24 says, "My son, pay attention to my word." I mean attend to my word. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life for those who found him and health to all flesh. Can't you see? First you see, meditation is different from thinking. Thinking is passive. You begin to think because what you see, what you hear, influence your thoughts and you begin to think. You are carried away, your mind roams, you think from one idea to another. And you may think about things that are not consistent with the word of God. But meditation is active. It is active. Why it is active? Because you are determined focus only on one thing you don't want to miss the target you need to focus meditation requires focus we call it rightful focus with all your heart with all your mind so by meditation the focus of your senses what you see what you hear around you you need to be off on the outside off from the distraction of what you see you need to capture your thoughts first Because our focus needs to be reset. Because the influence of others, the influence of what we see, what we hear, affect our mind. But what do you want to know? You want to know what God said about it. You want to know God's opinion. To meditate is to examine everything you see, everything you hear, everything you read in the light of God's word. To examine things in the light of God's word means... God wants us to see things from the way he sees it you want to see things from God's point of view not from the natural point of view because the Bible says our life will always go to the level of our thoughts a man's life is what his thoughts make it now the question is to meditate you need the help of the Holy Spirit to meditate it's like you are tarrying for the Holy Spirit to come, to help you, because it's the Spirit of Father that take you to a place of revelation, understanding, and safety. So that's why first you need to capture your thoughts. You need to off all the destructive elements of the outside. So we do that by meditation. So meditation switches off the focus of the natural eyes. And switch on the focus on your spiritual eyes. This can only happen at the point of what we call revelation, when the Holy Spirit comes. You know, sometimes when you think about something, you think all of a sudden you are off. You don't realize it. Somebody touched you, you just startled. That's mean you're off. Before you realize, your focus has changed completely. So the true meaning of meditation is to have a determined focus to discipline our heart to discipline our mind because we want to know what is in the heart of God what's in the mind of God and for that to happen you have a role to play your role is to educate your mind to discipline your mind through meditation even if you don't understand what's going on even if you don't understand what you read keep on meditating Keep on meditating. Keep on thinking, turn it over. But you have to ask in your heart for the Holy Ghost to come and guide you, to lead you. Because you want to understand something that is difficult for you to understand by your natural possibility. So the true meaning of meditation is what the Bible says. We walk by faith, not by sight. This means it demands revelation. It demands revelation to see things from God's point of view. And that's why we meditate. Meditation takes you to the secret place with God, where you inquire from him and receive revelation from him. What we call the hidden truth. We have fact and we have truth. Fact is what your sense knowledge will give you at first sight. So if you put your opinion on what you see at first, you have not looked deep enough. Beyond the facts, truth is. I want to know. Okay, let me give an example to make it practical. You are in your home, and somebody wants to visit you. You knock at the gate of your house. What do you do? Will you just press the button and open the gate without knowing who the person is? If you know that the person is not a good person, you will never open your door. You will wait till the person leaves. But if you have a system to monitor a screen. You look through the screen. If you know the person, ah, I know this person. Then what do you do? You press the bell and you open the door, right? But you will not begin to stop to talk to the person at the gate. You usher the person in your living room, and then you meet the person and you engage conversation with the person. That's what we normally do. So if the person comes and begin to, okay, I have a business project with you. You discuss, you discuss, you discuss. You are in the sitting room. That's what we call the parlor. That's where you exchange ideas. You discuss with the person. If the person brings you a project, submit a project to you to go into business, that requires decision. You will not take decision immediately. You listen to the person and say, okay, let me think about it. After the person left, what did you do? But you begin to think deep if you are with your partner the personal you will not discuss with the person in your bedroom you discuss in the parlor right but once you are in the bedroom with your partner she will begin to say "Mm, something is telling me i should not do it Mm, we need to we need to inquire from god can we pray and now the couple begin to pray in the bedroom begin to pray begin to pray Begin to pray, begin to pray. And they stepped off. In the night, one have vision. Vision. They said, ah, this man, this man is having activities that are not clear. This man is not a good person. In the dream. He woke up in the morning and say, ah, my mind tells me that this thing, I should not do it. That's what we call revelation. When Paul wanted to go to Asia in Acts chapter 16 verse 7. The Holy Spirit stopped him from going there. But in the night, he slept off. And he received revelation. In the dream, he saw a man from Macedonia. And the conviction of the revelation, you know when you have revelation from God, your heart will ring, your conscience will tell you. With peace, you know, this is God speaking. He said, yes, this is the place I should go. So when you meditate, you have to be off any influence because you want to hear only from God's point of view that's why sometimes we go to solitary place far 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 from any influence of man, to seek the face of God that's what Christians do they say we are going to seek the face of God <laughs> and the Bible says, seek and you will find knock and the door shall be open to you the question is how do we seek how do we knock which door where do we go right so revelation to that person is not a good person so you say i know now i know the truth i would never engage myself with that person because god gave you that revelation the question is (laughs) god is not in the in the visible god is in the invisible in the visible you have sense knowledge you have you can see our facts the contract is here, but God's, op- God's opinion is in the spirit. And there your body cannot go there. This mind cannot go there. Where does God dwell? Not in the sitting room. Matthew chapter 15 verse 8 says, God say these people come to me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. That means God is not in the sitting room. You find God in the bedroom. You have the gate. You have the sitting room. And you have the the bedroom. As Prophet Tibiusha taught all of us, that meditation in the word of God is a visit with him. Do you find God at the gate? Certainly not. Do you find God in the sitting room? And that's the question. What is the sitting room? It's where we, it's a place of calling the parlor conversation words where we speak louder audible voice so when I pray to God and I speak louder I'm in the sitting room but God is is in the bedroom do you sit on the sitting room and begin to speak to to your partner inside the bedroom no you have to go inside the bedroom in the place of intimacy then you don't speak louder. Then the truth from your heart is open. What you cannot say in the sitting room, you will say it in the secret place. So is God is the same. If now you want to visit God, let me say, I'm going to the church. I make a decision to go to church. I come to the gate. I cross the gate of the church and where will I go? The auditorium. If I go to the auditorium that's the place of the sitting room. You hear voices. We preach good messages. The pastor preached. You listen. You pray louder. After church services what do we do? We leave the church. We cross the gate and we forget everything. But to God is different. What is the gate? the gate is a place of screening the gate is very security where you examine things first the gate is our mind is this mind your mind is what we call the watchman when I open this Bible and I read first it comes to my mind I'm reading my senses will come first so when I commit the word this word to memory it's valuable it's not bad that's where it starts I can learn a verse by heart right I read something it strikes my mind but after saying meditation we say but what does this really mean do I understand what I am reading you can never apply something if you don't understand it that's why Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 19 in the parable of the sower when someone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the devil will snatch it away. Remove it. So if I go to the church and listen to a wonderful message, or I open the gate of this Bible, the same. opening is the Bible or going to the church is to listen to God. If I go to church to listen to what God is saying, to receive message or revelation from God. I'm going to the church in an extraordinary way. I'm not coming to hear a man preach. I'm not coming to see from a man. I'm coming to the church because I want to hear from God. Means the journey has started in my house. At home, I woke up and I pray, said Lord, I'm going to the church to listen to you. I want to understand. So when your heart is ready, when your mind is ready, and you come to the church, you enter the sitting room, the hall, if the pastor sent a word or you read a word in the Bible that is personal to you, your conscience will ring. You say, ah, this is God talking to me. But your mind must be ready. That's the purpose of meditation. Meditation will shift your attention from the natural to the spiritual. Meditation is to examine everything in the light of God's word with the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I read and I commit the word to memory, I may have an intellectual understanding of the Bible, sense, knowledge, really evidence. Like I say, wow, what a wonderful verse! What a wonderful Bible! I can quote it. Or you say, ah, the message was fantastic and you can even confess the message. You are still in the sitting room. But if I said, after the church service, I sit down back in silence, and I review the message back in my heart, with the aim, because I want to understand this message, how to apply it, is it you understand? in a personal way. That's where meditation starts. When I think deep with the intent to understand what I read, by turning it over, 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 over in my heart, immediately before you realize it, Holy Ghost, you attract the attention of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts chapter 8 from verse 24 down, we call the Ethiopian eunuch. The Bible says he was in his chariot reading the book of prophet Isaiah, but he did not understand what he was reading. But the man never gave up. The Bible says he was reading, thinking about what he was reading, what he was reading, what he was reading, trying to understand. And in the process of trying to understand the divine meaning of what he was reading, Holy Spirit located him. And that's the thing. To meditate is to attract the attention of the Holy Spirit, whom you cannot see. When he comes, he comes spontaneously. You may not see him. When he comes, the first thing he will do, he will open the eyes of your understanding to understand what you're reading. When the pastor preaches or you are thinking over what he said, you have to engage your heart. That's why the prophet of Jesus said, when you hear me, take your free blessing, engage your heart and fire on. Say, Lord, what is he saying? I want to understand. I want to examine. Can you help me? By the time the Ethiopian eunuch was reading, turn it over, turn it over, all of a sudden the Spirit of God said to Philip, go to that way. Go to this chariot and approach this chariot. When he came, he heard the man coaching loudly, loudly. He was in the sitting room. His sitting room is your mouth. Conversation he was speaking the Bible loudly loudly tried to understand what he was reading, but he could not Philip said the first thing do you understand what you are reading Philip said to him? He said how can I understand? Unless somebody help me and that's the key God saw that he was reading to understand he had a genuine desire to understand for salvation what is mean. He was reading. anytime you read your Bible for salvation's sake, or to know God's opinion, then you attract the attention of the Helper. He will come in a way you couldn't expect and open your understanding. Knowledge comes first; understanding comes after. That when a pastor preaches a sermon, I know the truth but do I understand it? And that's the question. That's the purpose of meditation. When you meditate, the word will shift from here, thinking directly to the heart. How does it happen? You can never enter the heart without the help of the Holy Spirit. He opened our eyes to see what is promised to us in the scriptures. So when you're reading a Bible, after you have read, after you have confessed the word, sit back in silence. Take every word you read and ask the Lord to help you. What's the meaning of this? Why this word? Why this? Why this? Why this? Why this? Why this? And by and the time you continue to think over, immediately you will realize that a kind of enlightenment will come to your conscience. And that will call. That is what we call the inwardly received truth. Holy Ghost, we come to open your eyes. Okay, an example. In Acts chapter 16, verse 14, Paul was preaching next to the river and there was a woman called Lydia, a purple trader. The Bible says that God opened her heart so she was able to hearken to what Paul was saying. If God did not open her understanding she would not not receive it so meditation first brings what we call revelation mean a word will come but the question is you need to understand that revelation to act on it when revelation come understanding will follow you say ah this is what it means this is what it means this is what it means and that understanding will lead you to conviction that yes, this is true. It is only what you understand that will remain. When you understand it in your heart, it becomes a part of you. You will never forget what you understand. It is what you do not understand, that slips off your mind. We have been to school, primary school. What we understood is part of us forever. So the question is, Go to a level of spiritual understanding. Our earthly understanding must give way to spiritual enlightenment. When the Holy Ghost will reveal to you the divine truth, the divine meaning of the Bible, what you are reading. It is only there when you understand it. The word turns to what we call conviction. What is conviction? Ah, yes, I believe it. This 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 is true. 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 That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 9 verse 1, I speak the truth. I am not lying. My conscience is bearing witness. My conscience is what? Bearing witness. At the gate of your mind here is doubt. But at the gate of your heart is the conscience. It's the conscience that will discern, that will acknowledge. Yes, this is true. Intuition, intimation will come from your heart. So the right information comes from here, not from here. That means when you enter the heart, you are in the bedroom. That's where God dwells. So meditation, number one, you leave the street, the noise of the street. Meditation, when revelation come, it will prevail over your thinking processes. And when revelation come, you don't go to the sitting room. You go to the bedroom straight. Because if you are talking to God loudly, You are expecting to hear an audible voice, where God speaks here. Means, the greatest prayer we offer is meditation. When you meditate, you engage your heart. It's something you do with determination. You have a role to play. It's not, it's a battle. It starts with a battle. There's a battle between your thoughts and, and, and thoughts of outside, many influence. There's a battle between sleep and tiredness. The battle to overcome the battle is where meditation will come. That's why the Bible rec- recommends to read the Bible loudly. If, if, you, if you have the tendency of sleeping, read it loudly. When you read it loudly, you will not sleep. When you read it louder, you listen to what you are saying, it awakens you. That's why God said to Joshua 1, verse 8, Let this word not depart from your mouth. They read it loudly and they you say, Insert your name where it is personal, as if God is the one speaking to you. That's the word of faith in the secret place. When the Bible says, walk in the spirit, is meditation. When you meditate, you are walking in the spirit. You are meditating in the word of God. You are visiting God in the secret place, where the body cannot enter. But your spirit can receive revelation from God. So when you are meditating, you go through the process. Through the thinking, you continue to ask God, to ask God in your heart, in your heart, in your mind, until Holy Ghost comes. even when he came, he enters here directly at the point of revelation. That's why when you have negative thoughts that come, it is normal thing. It is normal. It's a battle. The enemy of your soul does not want you to understand what you are reading. Anytime you want to do what is right, something contrary with, will strike your thoughts, will strike your mind. But you have to resist it. To resist the thoughts of the devil is to stop him from having any influence in your thoughts. That's why before you pray, the Bible says, watch and pray. Watch and pray. We watch at the gate. It's your mind. Your mind is a watchman. If your mind sleeps, <laughs> then the enemy can enter. If your mind sleeps, the world can never have access. How does our mind sleep? Anytime you think negatively, anytime you think about worldly things, your mind is sleeping. But when you think right, when you meditate from your heart, focusing on the Word of God, It will refresh your mind to think right and then your conscience can be activated by the Holy Spirit by revelation that's the communication point contact point landing point for the spirit of truth to take you to a place of revelation of God that's what the Bible says: we walk by faith not by sight so when you want to know the truth about the person you need to inquire from God so I figurative use figurative use sitting room. But when I say bedroom, that bedroom can be anywhere. What I mean? It can be in your vehicle. You can be in your home. You can be anywhere. Nobody will hear your noise from your mouth. Because you leave the Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, when you pray, don't make noise. Don't repeat when verse, when words, close the door, means shut the door of your mouth. Close your mind to any destruction and go to the secret place where your father is. Where his father is? In our hearts. God dwells in the secret place of our heart. That's where the Holy Spirit dwells. That's where revelation comes. That's where truth is beyond the facts. But to go to that point, you cannot go there by your own. That's why Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate. For narrow is the way that leads to life. Matthew chapter 7 verse 14. What is the narrow gate? The narrow gate is a gate of faith. The narrow gate is the way, the way of revelation. So when you rely on sense knowledge on what you see without examining it, you are in the broad way. And the Bible says, In the book of Proverbs, chapter fourteen, verse twelve, there is such a way that seems good to a man, but the end of it is a way of death and deception. So what do you do? You go to the narrow way. Who is the narrow way? Who leads you? Holy Spirit. Only Holy Ghost can lead you to the way of faith. When you go to the place of faith, revelation, walk in the Spirit, meditating, meditating, Holy Ghost will usher you to the place where God dwells in your heart. So, to examine everything in the light of God's word, we meditate to understand. We meditate to know God's mind, God's opinion about us. And that opinion is the mind of Christ that gives to us, that's the Holy Spirit. So, what do we call revelation? Revelation is the realization of something you never knew previously. Okay, and as the example I want to give you, we all know Saul. Saul was the enemy of Jesus. But one day, on the way to Damascus, Jesus appeared to him by revelation. In the Spirit, he saw Jesus. In the Spirit, he heard from Jesus, and Saul surrendered immediately and said, "Lord, what do you want me to do?" He called Jesus Lord. He surrendered because revelation came. Holy Ghost led him to go to this house. They will tell you what to do. When he came and they preached to him, lay hands on him. What happened? Baptism came, Holy Spirit came, and the eyes opened. The scripture say scales came from his natural eyes. But spiritually, his eyes of understanding were opened and he see the revelation of Jesus in his life. Now, he was no longer worshiping God with his mouth, but he became a worshiper in spirit and in truth. So meditation is very important. If we don't meditate, we are committing the word to memory. If we just confess it, we are at the gate. We are in the sitting room. We need to be off. And to see in our heart ask God to reveal you what is his opinion on the matter it is when the word enters your heart the conviction of your heart will start and that's where faith will start faith is from your spirit not from here from the brain there is doubt you can x-ray ah, is this from God or not and you reject it if today Jesus come at your gate Jesus will come dressed like a poor man. And if you look at the window of of your screen, you say, ah, no, no, I've not opened my door to this person. And you have rejected Jesus because you don't know it's Jesus because you judge on the outside. You need to look deep enough. You need to ask God before you take any decision to get into the heart of the matter. That's the purpose of meditation, which only God can tell you. Holy Spirit is our helper. When he comes, he does the thing. The first job, the first work of the Holy Spirit in our life is understanding. The first work of the Holy Spirit in our life is understanding. Because understanding is the first ingredient of faith. You cannot believe, you cannot act, you cannot obey what you don't understand. That's why Romans chapter 14 verse five says, let everyone be convinced in his own heart and his mind. This means whatever you hear from the parlor, whatever you hear from the sitting room, even whatever you hear when they preach in the church, you need after to examine it in the light of God's word because it's only a seed. The seed, if you swallow, we have said uh, rice which you have not cooked and you eat it straight, <laughs> it will not benefit you. The same rice that enters, the same life will be evacuated from your body when you go to the inner room. But if you digest it, the nutrients of the food will go to your blood. So when you meditate, trusting the Holy Spirit can give you spiritual understanding. Then, only then, the life of the word begins to operate in your spirit, in your heart. And without anybody telling you, you say, ha, this is a good person. Why? Because your heart will tell you, this is a good person. If you face the wrong person, there is a signal in your heart, say, mm, no, 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 no. That's how we learn to listen to the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. It's very important. Don't expect a loud voice in your ear. You have to go to the secret place here where you hear the whispering voice of God, the suggestion of the Spirit of God. If your heart and your mind are alert, when it comes, your conscience will react. But now the question is, you need to be in the position where you will be able to listen to God. What do we do? You go to the secret place, go to a place where there's no distraction. Sometimes we go to the forest, Sometimes we do something to help us in the natural. That's why meditation is active. Sometimes you can use something in the natural to help you. That's why the prophet gave us this faith bracelet. That faith bracelet in itself will never take you to the spirit. But the words he gave, take more of me, give me more of you, that word was anointed. So when you think on take more of me, give me more of you, more of your understanding, more of your revelation, then Holy Spirit will come and enlighten you in your words, in your heart. It's the word you pronounce that God will affect, not the faith blessed itself. So, you have to educate and discipline yourself. In the natural, you choose a place that is suitable. You go far away from the noise. You can go to a prayer mountain. That's why people go to the prayer mountain, a place where they can sit back in silence after you talk, You sit down, you close your mouth and listen in your heart by meditating to receive from God. It's very important and it's practical what I'm saying. I had an experience last two weeks. I was praying for one friend and uh, they were having a sickness in the family. So we pray. I pray for the man, I pray for the woman, I pray for the the boy. And, And when I pray, my heart told me mention the name of a person I know from a different country, immediately. But I didn't doubt. I took my phone and I called husband. I said, Where is the wife? How is the wife? He said, My wife is fine. I said, Are you sure? Mrs. is fine. Please, I want to. I want to speak to her. After she called, I said, How are you? He said, I'm fine. He said, You are fine. But my mind is telling me that you have a problem. You have a problem. He said, Oh yes, I have. I'm having a. Uh, kind of sickness a uh, flu sickness. I can't breathe for so many years, for seven. i say, okay. Let's pray we pray I just obeyed the thought that came I, we pray and next day she called me Ah, Yeah The thing has affected my child he's affected my mom. So we pray together That's the leading of God in your mind in your heart If you are set you don't doubt it if not you will doubt it hmm? That's why it's important to learn how to yield our heart, our mind to the control of the Holy Spirit. He will give you suggestion, not with a louder voice, intimation, or thought may come in your heart. It is God speaking to you. Not from the sitting room with a loud voice, but in any room. So, meditation is something active, determination. You don't allow anything to take your focus of God. Whatever happened, midway should not change your mind. You focus. Don't give up. Don't give up. Even if you don't understand, don't give up. Revelation may come in different ways. In a thought, in a dream of the night, God can speak to you. So meditation is the shortest bridge between your heart and the heart of God. So, what does it mean? Total surrender. So yield your heart, yield your mind to the spirit of God. Don't X-ray the word from your mind and reject it because you can't understand it. Continue to ask, continue to pray till the Holy Ghost comes. When it comes spontaneously, something will tell you in your heart. This is a situation, and you believe it you know it's God speaking to you. So the only way to get inside the bedroom, in the inner place with God, is not your physical body, but the path of faith when you engage your heart by meditating, pondering, trying to understand and allowing the Holy Spirit to give you the explanation and take you to a place of conclusion before you decide by yourself. Thank you. So, you need to arrest your heart to capture your thought first. And when your mind is free of those thoughts, you are in the position where you can hear God clearly. So, it's very, very important to engage your heart in an active way To be able to discern what the Spirit of God is saying to you. He loves us. God wants to reveal yourself. He wants himself to you. He wants you to know what he knows. To feel what he feels. And comes by the Spirit of Father. So the job you have to do is to learn to engage your heart. Meditate in your heart without making any noise. Because you are talking to God who is inside of you. God doesn't need an audible voice, but He knows the thoughts of your heart and mind. And that's, He's omnipotent, omnipresent. He can knows your word before it comes to your mouth, God knows.
0: The question that you asked is interesting because you also mentioned about how when you want to read the Bible, uh, that's when distracting thoughts will come. And that's when even uh, you'll find yourself wanting to fall asleep. I believe you, you said that, right? You know, that, that has been, um, so much of an experience, especially in the early, early years of um, my mentorsho- mentorship under Prophet TB Joshua. And I just want to encourage you um, practically about this because anything that is um, sowing to the spirit that is good for our spiritual life requires discipline. Um, and it's not easy for the flesh. So one thing I learned from Prophet TB Joshua is that we must give our quality time to God. It's not a time when you're so exhausted, um, you know, that you think, okay, let me just read the Bible, you know, before I sleep. And then, and then, you know, you just pass out because you're so tired. You know, we should give our quality time to God, a time that we treasure, a time that, um, you know, that, that, that is so precious to us. And it is a process. It, you know, it all, it's all about genuine desire to hear from God. Like what Rasim was saying, that when you read the Bible and open the Bible, genuinely because you want to hear from God, you want to understand, you, you want to grow in your Christian life, in your spiritual life. Um, that's when the Holy Spirit will help you because He is the helper. He's the comforter that Jesus promised us and He is with us. You know, He's the author of the Bible. Um, You know holy men were carried along by the Spirit of God as they wrote the words the message that came from God So the Holy Spirit is here um, For us to help us understand what we read and I just want to encourage you to press on if you feel tired you feel like um, uh, Maybe When you're reading you feel suddenly very sleepy, you know That's why a very practical thing that prophet T.B. Joshua also um, taught us is is prayer walking, you know (laughs) when you when you pray you walk you're doing that physical exercise and it keeps your, your body alert and your mind, you know, anything to help you on the outside. So, you know, as Racine was saying, it's it's an internal conversation that you're having with God. It's your spirit connecting to God. But on the outside, it's something you can do that will keep your body active so your heart can connect with God. So that's just some pieces of practical advice there. You know, if, you, if you're feeling, um, uh, tired or you know sometimes as well the place of comfort is not always the best place uh, you know because the place of comfort for the flesh is not always the best place where we really want to hear from God and um, and you know determine the voice of God and meditation is such a vast subject and as Racine said you know we're going to have a special um, <coughs> program just about that but we, we do want to help you practically because we do know that this is Challenge that many believers face that want to get deeper in their walk with God but they want to know how they can practically overcome these these hurdles and One thing which has really helped to me is that Meditation real meditation will always bring a response to God that response could be Confession oh, I did that wrong. I'm not supposed to do that. I didn't I'm not supposed to say that I'm not supposed to say that you start you start freely confessing your sin to God you start freely confessing your wrong to God. God help me, God cleanse me, God renew me. You know, that, the, the result of that meditation can be confession, it can be thanksgiving. Suddenly you're overwhelmed by it, just a desire to thank God. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for, for, for my life. Thank you, Jesus, for my family. Thank you for all the blessing you've given me. Thank you for the, the beautiful nature around. Thank you for the grace that I can hold the Bible and, and, and read it. You know, thoughts that you didn't have before, maybe you were complaining, worrying, But the result of that meditation will bring thanksgiving, praise and any any real meditation will bring a response to God. And it's only through meditation that we can receive more of God and God can receive more of us. So don't give up, continue. Um, If you find yourself sleeping, if you find yourself getting distracted, you're on the right track because Satan doesn't want you to build your relationship with God. I want
2: to add something to what you say for your last questions concerning the issue of sleeping. You know, dreams are messages from God, but dream is not always when you sleep. You can be widely open your eyes in the natural and have a dream, what crosses your mind is a dream, is vision from God. So meditation is a process that takes you to the realm of faith, deep inside your heart. So it happens sometimes you may be off after you meditate, you meditate, you meditate, you may sleep off in the natural, but your spirit receives revelation from God. So it is very important to understand you meditate upon the word of God when revelation comes by the way Holy Ghost gave it to you, either by dream, either by revelation, or by, by, by word. Then when your eyes of understanding, spiritual understanding are open, you will get messages from God. So that revelation would lead you to understand the parable the riddle which is on the letter. And when you understand it, conviction will come hum- will come and then you will act faith. So please God wants to implicate himself in in every decision of our lives. If you meet a person before you take a decision, you can pray. If you are a child of God, pray till God give you conviction, revelation that this is the heart of the matter about the person. Thank you.
0: Amen. Thank you. We believe that this this has really bless your spirit and, you know, to continue to find out the truth from God, to examine everything in the light of God's word. It's a process, don't give up. This is our Christian life. This is our life until we, until eternity. This, this is it. So it's good to, to practice the presence of, of Jesus Christ within you, amen. So